Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 107 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. Joe, it's been a short amount of time since we posted our last episode, but we're already back, already here to give you a short little news update, I guess, before Thanksgiving happens. Um, and I, I, I mean, Joe, both, both, I don't, I think I was half not expecting to have an episode. I was like, yeah, there's barely any time of holidays coming up. I don't know how much news there's going to be, but, um, yeah, a bunch of teams picked people up and we got some, uh, news from the Overwatch League themselves on the 2021 season. So at that point I was like, yep, we got to do it. Um, <laughs> but it, it should be can't exciting. Leave the, can't leave the audience hanging. No, absolutely not. Um, and there, there's a nice little Philadelphia signing in here later that we get to talk about. I'm sure Joe's excited about. Um, but we'll start with Hangzhou Spark, who uh, is picking up Bernard and Xiaomin Su. Uh, of course, Bernard was on uh, the London Spitfire last year. He is a tank, and he was one of the last players remaining on that Spitfire roster. Um and he he is now on the Hangzhou Spark, and of course So Min Su was on the Vancouver Titans uh, back in 2019. In 2020, uh, he did not find a team to play for after the Vancouver Titans split up. Of course, so this is his first time playing uh, in the Overwatch League since when the Vancouver Titans broke up, which was like about May last year. So he's finally made. Of course, there's. If you're on Twitter, you know this, the Somensu meme account that posts under every pickup. Um, and now the meme has changed a little bit. It has Somensu in a Hangzhou Spark jersey instead of a Titans jersey. So uh, everyone was super hype about him being back in the league. Uh, to me, both these pickups are uh, are good. I, Bernard's another London Spitfire player that I think deserves to be on a team for sure. Um, and Somensu, I'm excited to see him again. Uh, how about you, Joe? You like these? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is, um, you know, Bernard of uh, Fusion University fame uh, way back mm. when they were good. Because uh, <laughs> I don't think they haven't existed for um, a good amount of time now. But, um, uh, but yeah, because we're bringing him on uh, there alongside um, Gushui and uh, Lee Jae. But, uh, uh, but, but, yeah, the rest, rest of Hangzhou are starting to look pretty pretty uh intense they're up to uh 11 players now on the roster currently um but i mean dps line with you know godsby architect now so and so as well i mean that's 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 pretty intense uh, uh idk um may being their um sort of main starting holdout uh from their support line that's changed but uh coldest and mika returning um, um and then signed in cd recently as well but um but yeah, it, it looked like a decent roster. I'm, um, you know, the pieces, uh, pieces falling into place and all that fun stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely looking good, of course, alongside uh, Takayaki, who we mentioned earlier, who a lot of people are very hyped up about, who's underage. Um, That's true, too. Right now, but he will be of age um, right around when the season's supposed to start. We don't know exactly the date, but... Um, it, it's looking like he will basically be there for them the whole season, which is great. So, yeah, Hangzhou Spark is is starting to look scary here. Uh, I think a lot of people are getting a, a, a little hype towards this team here, which is which is good. They've got a lot of players, and I think they might be set after these pickups. So, 
Um, next up is Washington, who last episode we had some grievances about, but I think they made up for pretty quickly with some nice pickups here, honestly. Uh, specifically Fury, who, of course, the Philadelphia Fusion ended up dropping. And I think he's a very respectable replacement for Janu. Janu's great. I think Fury's just as good, if not better. So immediately uh, proved us wrong there. And then you got Closer and Rhea joining as well. Um, Rhea was on Hangzhou Spark last last year and the year before, actually. He was, he's been on Hangzhou Spark since he's been in the league. And then, of course, Closer, support player, um, who started on London Spitfire, then went to the Dallas Fuel um, at the end of 2018. So, yeah. Um, some interesting pickups here. I, I think Closer did pretty well on Dallas Fuel. I wasn't, like, insanely impressed with him, but I, I think he he's a, a good little pickup there, and then I think Fury is a great replacement for Janu. So, yeah. Um, what do you think about that? Obviously, Fusion fan, you're going to miss Fury, but... Um, you're happy he gets to be here at least, I guess, on this improving yeah. Washington squad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this uh, it's going to be a theme for today's show, I think. But um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, re rehousing, uh, rehousing former Fusion players definitely a good thing uh, in my book. Um, and yeah, I was I gave him a little flack um, for uh, for dropping um, Johnny last week, but yeah, I think <laughs> out of the um, you know. Uh, pretty limited um, off-tank market that I would consider, uh, you know, a, a good, uh, decent replacement for Jonu. I think uh, def definitely Fury is uh, one of those players for sure. Uh, it, yeah, particularly alongside, um, uh, alongside Mag uh, on the main tank. I believe Rhea is also uh, mostly an off-tank player. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, Fury Mag at the. Uh, <laughs> at the the front the tank line would be excellent um you, you know th you throw in decay you throw in um uh baby and closer you know not necessarily like um uh, amazing like you know popping off players for the team for their past teams but um you, you know i think um a, a lot of the strategy for uh for building this team it seems to me um is more along the lines of you know trying to find these players that um that can shine in the right setting rather than, um, you know, that they've necessarily had to, um, uh, had to do so for their old, for their old teams. Yeah. Um, I, I'm excited to see what Washington can do with these players. I, I think they're really impressive players and look at better. We gave them flag for dropping Janu and stuff like that, but I think they found good replacements here. Next up is Toronto, who is filling up filling up a nice roster here. Um, four pickups since our last episode. Four. Uh, they picked up Aztec uh, on our last episode, who is a Korean Contenders champion for 2020. So that was already a good pickup. They picked up another support player to join him, um, Ansun Jae, who played for Element Mystic and was the team that lost to uh, WGS Phoenix, actually. Um, in that contenders tournament in the semifinals. So um, he'll be joining. But then you got three players that you probably know if you watched the Overwatch League before. Uh, you got Hisu, Michelle, and Sato. Uh, Hisu, of course, Philadelphia Fusion player who, yes, Hisu has gone off the Philadelphia Fusion, uh, which we will talk about more later. But now he's joining the Toronto Defiant, um, joining Logics as the only two DPS currently on this team. Uh, then you got Michelle, who played for the Seoul Dynasty last year, of course. He 
uh, had a pretty big impact on that team. He was the off tank, and they will be adding him alongside Beast and Sato, who was their last signing. Uh, that a lot of Philadelphia Fusion fans were, of course, pissed about them dropping. Been on the Philadelphia Fusion since the very beginning of the Overwatch League, and now he is joining the Toronto Defiant this year. Everyone was looking as to where this man would go because he's he he's of course been fantastic at least this past year and um, a little bit of the year before as well. So. Yeah, he was a hot, hot item, obviously, in the free agent market. Toronto ends up getting him. And I got to tell you what, Joe, I'm liking this Toronto Defiant team. I think um, last year they did a very similar thing to what they're doing last this year in that they were picking up the leftovers and scraps of some other teams. So far, I think these scraps and leftovers are still good. I think last year they were picking up some players that maybe were a bit past their prime. I think these the people they're picking up they can still win with this team. It's already looking better for me. How about you, Joe? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you, you know, again, uh, <laughs> former Philly players, I mean, they've, they've got to find, um, you know, the, the opportunities to, to prove themselves. And I think this is definitely still, um, you know, still viable for them. You know, obviously, um, Toronto, you, you, like you sort of alluded, not uh, like an incredibly competitive history necessarily as an organization. Uh, but yeah, there's no reason that that, that, that has to be maintained. Um, I, I'd love to see uh, you, you know more DPS coming in um, to sort of flesh that out with uh, with Logics and Hisu. I'm sure that's just only a matter of time before that happens. Um, but, but yeah, Michelle, I'm um, I'm I'm excited to see alongside Sato. Um, um, the obviously, uh, in my head, I'm still I still know Michelle most for his um, uh, must have been like season one or season two Sombra play back when the off tanks played Sombra. Oh, um, yeah. He was he was he was one of the one of the better Asian players there. Obviously, he won't be he won't be playing much Sombra um, here for Toronto, but um, uh, yeah, he's got a really nice diva as well. Um, but. Uh, yeah, throw throw in Beast there. Let him um, let him grow alongside Sato. Um, uh, it, it, they've got the makings for a really nice roster. Uh, it's it's still frustrating uh, that after after hanging on to Sato through um, the season that he was like banned for for a quarter of the season and um, and got fined and all the stuff. And the season that he wasn't good. And then they had a season that Sato was good, and then they dropped him. <laughs> it, it's it's still frustrating yep. but um i'm i'm sure um uh, i guess it's 9k over there i'm sure 9k knows what he's doing um anyway but yes it's definitely good to see um some of these changes for toronto absolutely yeah getting those two former philly fusion players and they have their new head coach of course the former philly fusion coach kdg so um i guess maybe just trying to become the new philly fusion um, which some t- Philly Fusion fans would be like, you don't want to be that. Trust me, you don't. <laughs> you don't want to get second in everything. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm interested to see what else Toronto does with this roster. Up next, LA Valiant, who haven't really been making too much noise in the offseason so far. Uh, no pickups yet. This is their first one. Of course, they've dropped some people. McGravy applying gig this year. Uh, but this is their first pickup, and it's a tank. Adam from Australia, another Australian joining the league here alongside uh, Punk Trill, maybe. Um, 
I think that's it, basically, because Costa's not in the league anymore. So yeah. another Australian joining the league here. He's an off tank. Um, joining Dreamer, the only other tank right now um, for for the LA Valiant. We'll see if they're, they want to do anything else with this roster because right now they've got a full starting lineup. So they could keep this. Uh, and, yeah, they haven't made much noise so far. I, I, I'm sure this team is still cheap to keep. Um, I, most of them might be on second year contracts, stuff like that. So it just depends if they want to sell. Uh, so I don't know anything about Adam. At first I thought it was Adam, the, um, American overwatch player who played for team America and all these and cloud nine at some point And, um, all that stuff. He was never in the overwatch league, but that he's like an OG, uh, overwatch competitive overwatch player. Uh, but no, this is a different Adam. And apparently there's an Adam Korean version of Adam as well. So, <laughs> but he is long retired. He retired back in 2017. So Adam, common name, but he is the first Adam to make the Overwatch League. So, And it's funny because, you know, common name, but you wouldn't even think it's a common, like, gamer tag necessarily. Yeah. Um, I mean, I see my, my gamer tag is John on Overwatch, and I see a lot of John's, uh, a lot of, I feel like... I feel like I see it like at least once a week there's another John in one of my games and everyone in the chat's commenting on it of course they're like oh my god John versus John <laughs> um, and it's crazy <laughs> huh. but um, yeah anything to say about this one Jeff yeah I don't, I don't know very small change there for for LA Valley I think you're right that it's um it's it's not likely that um you know from the um from the season three budget valiant that wasn't really budget valiant um i, I don't know that um the you know that um some of those th- those kind of roster building philosophies will have changed much um in terms of you know we, we won't um i don't i don't expect to see you know big name signings that are getting out, out of some of these other teams but um um but yeah they they certainly may not um necessarily be completely done either so yeah we'll see yeah um chengdu hunters is next up on our list and man i've been seeing i wake up in the morning and i i see their stuff all over my twitter feed uh, of course because their time zone is different than ours um but yeah they picked up three players here first one's named jimmy and i would highly recommend going to his liquipedia page because his i I love his liquipedia picture it's just him giving a thumbs up um they, they, (laughs) they just got a selfie of this man on here I love it. I hope they keep it, even when he gets his professional picture. Um, he's a Chinese DPS hit scan player. He was on Ultra Prime Academy and Ignite One and Cosmos Advertis Gaming in 2020. So he, he's been all over the place this year. Uh, there's Kaneki. Kaneke. He's a DPS player. Uh, looks like Farah. Uh, Sombra Tracer, but if he plays Brigida as well. He was on Team Cat. Um, he's another Chinese player. And then uh, Nisha, who is a main support player. Uh, and he was on Billy Billy Gaming, Hangzhou Sparks Academy team. So those are some additions that I don't know much about. But um, it looks like uh, Chengdu's sticking with that full Chinese roster, of course. So, uh, yeah. it's they've They've, of course, retained a lot of players here and move some of them to their new academy team team chaser so if you want if you want to keep updated on all that you can go to their twitter feed go to liquipedia but 
yep, right now, Wikipedia has 10 players on their roster. So all the Chinese teams have pretty much stuck together, uh, especially Chengdu. Um, next up is another Asian team, Seoul Dynasty, who have not uh, made pickups. They've, they've made some drops, of course. Always some of the saddest times. Um, they dropped Slime, Bedosian, Michelle, of course, because he went to Toronto Defiant, and Illicit. Um, yeah, it's Slime, unfortunately, gone. He is another one of those um, former Vancouver Titan runaway players, of course. Uh, I'm sure he'll find a new new place, and Bedosian gone, which is also kind of sad. Um, of course, he was one of the London's former London Spitfire boys on this team alongside Prophet and Gesture. So, yeah, all four of those players are talented, though. Of course, we already see Michelle on a new team. I I think we see the other three on a team as well, don't you, Joe? I would think so, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, he, he, you know, Dosin's got a giant, uh, <laughs> giant, uh, giant resume that he'd take to whichever team it was. Um, uh, Slime, obviously, um, a, a former Vancouver Titan. Um, but back when that meant something, uh, <laughs> yep. which which I, I sh- which I shouldn't I shouldn't uh, uh, say that too harshly now that uh, Shockwave uh, has joined the fusion. But, yeah. um, uh, but yeah, no, I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, if they do find a new team. That's for sure. Um, and in the meantime, I think the the core that you've got left um, uh, from Soul is super exciting to be building on um, <laughs> with uh, Profit and Fitz. Um, gesture and marvel um toby and creative i mean that's um <laughs> that's just about the best you could ask for um, um as far as that soul core going into going into this next season yeah yeah i'm excited to see where this team goes from here obviously they were absolutely insane in these playoffs so um i, I would like the, to see them build out so they don't just have to defend depend on playoff profit to win it all I would like to see some regular season wins as well for Seoul. Of course, they were super inconsistent in the regular season last season. And I'm hoping that the Overwatch League doesn't say, hey, everyone makes the playoffs again. Because I, obviously it diminishes the regular season a bit. Um, so, yeah, we'll move on to London Spitfire, who is down to one player now after they've just dropped Glister. Unfortunately, I think they were trying to sell him. That's why they kept him for so long. Either that or they were having trouble dropping him because he's still in contract. Uh, but looks like they just had to drop him. Couldn't sell him to anyone. And now they're just left with Fuse, who, of course, is going to be gone too. Uh, so just waiting to see what they do with him, if they're able to sell or anything like that. Uh, but we'll see what happens. We're just still waiting on London to... I think they're just going to do this first, and then they'll announce that they're picking up all of British Hurricane which is what everyone is expecting. Everyone's just waiting, waiting for that to happen at this point. So, yep, London Spitfire dropping more of their players, of course. And ironic um, <laughs> to start talking about Bridge Hurricane uh, this week because it's it's not uh, you know written down on our thing to talk about or anything, but uh, they lost for the first time in a very long time this past mm-hmm. week. Uh, all the way Too down f- in the like the last round of the contenders eu yeah uh, way too focused to uh to um be in the overwatch league already apparently uh they they, they give up their first one in a while which contenders man they 
they just have a lot of like insane win streaks because Fusion University had one as well, and I'm pretty sure it Gain has one, it, it or had one. So it's just <laughs> it's nuts how uh, how those win streaks seem to happen down there. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I almost as almost everyone guarantees British Hurricane to learn a Spitfire, so we'll let you know when that officially happens. Uh, but of course, Philadelphia Fusion we mentioned earlier dropped Hisu, and Hisu's now on the Toronto Defiant. But to replace Hisu, or in the wake of Hisu, I guess they have gotten Shockwave, who was um, obviously, in my opinion, the best player on the Vancouver Titans last year, and was frankly very impressive every single week for that team. To be honest, he he was great. He's a great DPS player. And now he's joining an actual team of players in the Philadelphia Fusion, which should be super fun to watch. I'm so excited. I think this pickup was was great. I like Hisu a lot, so it, it, that part's a little bit rough, obviously, but I think Shockwave's a, a good player to, to take over that spot. Of course, they still have EQO and Carpe as well, so those three will be DPS. Uh, right now they only have Poco and Mono, Alarm and Funny Astro. I think you're good with your support line, of course. And then um, I think both me and Joe agree you should probably get a different off tank to go alongside Mono and not depend on Poco for the whole season. But right now, Philadelphia Fusion, it's been a weird off season, right, Joe? Like, you keep getting these good pickups and then you're like, oh, but we keep losing these players. What what do you think about this little trade-off shockwave for Hisu? Yeah, I think Hisu... um... Uh, if anything, I'd, I'd like to think it was um, more of uh, one of those roster changes that you make, you know, just for the sake of, um, in this case, for the sake of Hisu, just so he could, um, you know, find somewhere uh, he can play um, uh, more, more strongly, play a bigger role in um, in whichever roster it ends up being, uh, which obviously in this case Toronto. Um, uh, just because, yeah, it seems like um, in a lot of situations. Um. Uh, well, and even as I say that, as I say this, I don't know because uh, particularly the end of um, the end of the season, we saw lots of you know Ivy Hisu over um, Carpe EQO, you know, as like starting DPS. Um, what I was gonna say was um, that, that in a lot of situations, sort of the role that um, Hisu filled uh, was also a role that was filled um, by Carpe, uh, which is still true. But um, but yeah, I. I'd like to think the hope is that uh, is that he'll, he'll get more exposure uh, on a different team. Uh, and in the meantime, yeah, I, I like uh, the addition of Shockwave for sure. I think um, uh, it, it, I'm I'm most looking forward about this signing just to see um, um, how high he can end up going. Basically, <laughs> like with with a good team behind him, um, the you know how much um, how much of what's um, the community can see in him which is which is you know a decent amount um but how much of that he'll be able to um properly bring to fruition um you know once this once the this season four starts um yeah and then i guess i agree with your assessment about uh about the tanks i think that's still definitely uh the place that i would look for a change um uh, i like i like poco i like mono i don't like them together (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I'm excited to see. I, Philly's not done, I don't think, and they shouldn't be. If they're done, then 
I think I'll be a little bit underwhelmed, honestly, in comparison in comparison to last season. I think they've still got a good roster, but it's not as as good as last season quite yet. So Definitely. they still got some work to do. Um, our last pickup here today is Houston Outlaws, who this is their first pickup of the offseason. Actually, it's Crimson. Uh, Dallas Fuel and them kind of switching some players around. Rappel and Jexay, of course, went to Dallas Fuel. Uh, now they're grabbing Crimson, who was on Dallas Fuel last year, uh, the flex support player. Uh, their roster's only at five right now. Dante Hydration, Mecco, Boink, and now Crimson. So obviously a lot more, more to come from Houston. And I think there were some rumors of some pretty impressive players going to Houston. Um, I, you know, I don't want Dallas to just leave. Houston Dallas was still a great rivalry last year because they both sucked at the same time. Um, but if, if one of them's really good, then it's not a great rivalry anymore. So I, I hope Houston's able to get a roster that can at least compete with Dallas. Because uh, I love that rivalry, rivalry a lot, even though I'm not from Texas or don't really care. It just, honestly, it seems like the biggest one, biggest, biggest rivalry in this league right now. So as far as just location-based rivalries go. So, yeah, um, sure we'll get more from Houston uh, here in the offseason. But for now, Crimson, I think, is a fine signing. Uh, I'm not overly impressed with this one, but, yeah, Crimson. Joining Houston Outlaws, what do you think, Joe? Um, yeah, I think the uh, assessment is good. It's, um, yeah, step in the right direction. Um, at the very least, um, you, you know, he'll, he'll be... Um, uh, no repel necessarily, I don't think. Um, but uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, solid player, and um, <laughs> we have the we have the story now of the uh, well, Dallas dropped him, but but Houston gave him a shot, and now he's gonna do something with it. Yep. Just gotta figure out what. Yep, exactly. All right. Well, rest of our show is some patch notes stuff and um, uh, the Overwatch League update, of course. That'll be at the end of the show. First experimental card uh, ended up going to live, which we talked about on last week's show. But Joe, any any changes to that experimental at all? Did it, did it just get shipped right to live? Um, yeah, I believe it's all the same. So yeah, very quickly, this uh, live patch came out on the nineteenth um, of November, uh, where Honest Bionade uh, passes through full health allies. Uh, Brick got her healing buff uh, tuned back down, so she has two hundred health. Um, May, Symmetra, and Torbjorn can now cancel um, their uh, walls, teleporters, and turrets um, while they're dead. And uh, Hanzo can carry, cancel his storm arrows manually, and Moira got a bit of a healing buff. Um, uh, <laughs> and yes, and so that's that's all the same as what we discussed um, in last week's show. Um, but then there was a PTR patch as well. Um, which, again, we kind of touched on in last week's show because this is in reference to uh, the developer update that we got from Jeff um, with the Symmetra Restoration Challenge, which is also still active, I believe, until like the 30th of November or something. Um, and so on the PTR now is the Priority Pass feature um, where if you queue for uh, multiple roles at once um, um, or or actually i think there must be actually a flex queue uh, if you can queue in a flex queue you get priority pass credits that you can use to um get faster queues for when you want to play specifically dps or anything um as well as a few changes to the replay viewer uh, which i haven't gotten the chance to mess around with but um probably ought to here um, before too long 
that you can um, th there are custom options now for uh, visibility and preferences with um, the uh, the team status banners on either side and the list of heroes and the their status messages and the kill feed and um, the game mode heads up display and player names and outlines and health bars and um, uh, first person UI elements and all this kind of stuff that you can now customize in your uh, replay viewer um, for a match so that's 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 more of a um, sort of uh, quality of life thing for like content creation it seems uh, more than anything but uh, but yeah that those those settings ex is, exist now you can um, go in and tweak some as necessary but uh, um, but yeah then that's on the PTR nice yeah those were all the changes basically all the changes uh, Cap Jeff Kaplan mentioned and yeah, they're looking good. Uh, I can't wait for them to go live. I especially priority pass. I think that's a great change. Um, and those spectator changes will be here for all 2021, which is great. Uh, speaking of all 2021, John Spector gave us a video um, and just sort of keeping us updated on 2021. Nothing, no major details or specific things mentioned. Just what they're aiming to do, kind of for 2021 mentioned that the season's going to start a little bit later this year um which we all expected from those leaks april is what the leaks said so um regional tournaments are going to be returning uh well so they're going to split it into two different regions again next year is what they're looking at right now just because of covid um back to na and asia it's looking like with some with some tournaments, of course, May Melee, Summer Showdown, all that. He's, they're trying to get those to return. Um, and they'll be experimenting with some different bracket formats with those tournaments, it seems like. It seems like they won't just be doing what they did last year. They'll be trying out some new ways to go through those tournaments and competitive structures like that. They didn't give any details for that, but that they, John Spector said that. Um, so yeah, and then they mentioned their BlizzCon online plans, which is not a World Cup this year. It will be Shock versus the World, which I think will be pretty entertaining as well. It's just going to be the San Francisco Shock versus content creators, um, some dream teams, stuff like that, uh, which we haven't got specific details of those teams yet, but that's in February. Should be fun. Yeah. Um, nice little update video with, of course, a great Easter egg with that whiteboard in the back of, uh, that I highly recommend you go check out for yourself. Some very funny things about Sideshow on there and, um, stuff like that. But yeah, um, Joe, what do you think about these plans? It's looking like 2021 is going to be pretty similar to 2020 with some minor changes from what they said. Of course, they said they still want the um, finals to happen next year. They haven't said specifics about it. They said they, they want the two regions to come together and decide who's the best in the world. They didn't mention crowd, anything like that. Of course, they can't. <laughs> we have no clue what the world's going to be like um, in September of 2021. So no way can they put a, plan out any logistics of that quite yet. So we don't know what's going to happen. But but what do you what do you think of all that? Of course, I, there's nothing much they could do about it because of COVID. But what do you think about what they have announced here um yeah i think it is a good update i think um uh particularly if we're looking at a, a spring launch for overwatch 2 um 
that there's there's no reason that they wouldn't um, uh, synchronize that with uh, with the professional league. Obviously, we've we've talked about that in the past. Um, you know, as far as the spring start date, um, and I like the um, sort of um, just proactively planning like out of the gate that there's going to be. Um, uh, virus stuff going on which is good because obviously when they were planning the structure of um, of season three they they um, you know that was like the end of 2019 uh, when they made most of those plans and so there there wasn't um, you, you know they, they weren't able to take um, uh, to take all these uh, travel restrictions and, and and that kind of thing into account um, like they are now and, and so I think to be able to to plan directly and and come up with contingencies and come up with um you know alternate you know competitive strategies and that sort of thing i, I think that's definitely going to be valuable um, um as far as you know maintaining the the regular smaller tournaments i think that makes good sense it's sort of a um uh contenders style now i guess more than anything um but um, and, and yeah, and being able to plan for those and being able to make them make sense in the context of a larger league, um, I, I don't know exactly how you do that, but I mean it's not my job to figure that out. Um, but um, but but I anticipate that they'll be able to do it more smoothly than potentially they were able to do um, in 2020, which is nice. Again, just because they have um, the time to think about it and the time to plan um, like long term now rather than um on the fly uh in february and march like they were doing this year mm -hmm. um uh two regions still i mean yeah same thing uh playing in two regions that just makes sense uh, and they said they were in talks with teams to figure out where they're going to be located um i think that'll that'll kind of be interesting if nothing else um <laughs> you, you know um uh we didn't we you know we won't add any new teams to the league or something but um um, to add uh, a new team to the Pacific region, for example, or um, you know maybe maybe Washington goes and plays in in Asia or something, just because because uh, uh, the composition of the of the team, you know that uh, stuff like that would be interesting, just for for variety's sake. Um, I'm trying to think what else there was. I guess the um, um, the BlizzCon line and, and Shock versus the World. I think that, that, that'll be fun. Yeah, I want to see like um, like old Envious come back and like oh. <laughs> they'll have like Seagull and uh, Custa and Taimu and <laughs> that'd be amazing. <laughs> that would be interesting. Get some Mickey. That'd be crazy. Yeah, um, if, if for uh, I followed him on Instagram way back when, and then never unfollowed him. So he's he's living it up in Thailand, and I just, as I understand it. But uh, yeah, he's playing. Um, I see him streaming. I still follow him on Twitch. He, he streams Valorant. So oh, nice. Yeah, so he's he's still around. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Shocks vs. the World is gonna be. I, I guarantee it'll be great. Uh, especially if they get someone like XQC or something, which of course will be sure, hard. Yeah. I, it'll be hard. I don't think he's played Overwatch in a while, but yeah. <laughs> Um, Seagull, I know Seagull will probably definitely be involved with that. He's been enjoying Overwatch a lot lately. Um, so, yeah, it's it, it's cool. As far as the announcements go, I think some of them are sad, but I think it's what the what's happening in the world, unfortunately. It's not an Overwatch League's control. I kind of wanted a bubble, but of course you can't, you, you can't have um, visas. If visas are way harder to get um right now so that 
runs into an issue there. So you got to have two regions again. Um, and, I, you know, I, I think visas are going to be trouble on the opposite end as well if you're an NA team going to, to uh, Korea or China. So you, you definitely have to have a full Korean or Chinese roster at that point. And then you got issues with like, well, we're, we're the Florida Mayhem. We're all Korean and we're deciding to go to Korea. None of our fans in our time zone can watch our games anymore because it's when they're sleeping. Um, so it, it's a bunch of logistical stuff that they're going to have to figure out. And it's a nightmare. And props to John Spector. <laughs> I can't imagine this job. It would be so tough to figure out everything. I'm also glad that he's basically saying they're still going to experiment with a lot of stuff. They liked those tournaments last year, but they still want to experiment with exactly what they want those to be. Um, I'm glad they realized like last year was good, but it, maybe it wasn't exactly quite perfect. And they're still going to be experimenting despite the time they have to plan out this one. So, yeah. And I hope Overwatch 2 is out for next year. I really do. I think it'd be great. Um, I, I'm get I more doubt creeps into my brain every day that we <laughs> we get it um, announced at BlizzCon online this year, but I really hope it does. I think that'd be great. Um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully we get some more as we get closer to the season. But yeah, that's all we got on a rundown. A nice little shorter episode. Joe, you got anything else t- to mention? Uh, yeah, I don't think so. Other than. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know if I don't, don't even have anything in my my second uh, my second look back, whatever. Yeah, well, well, well. Of course, the off season is as John Spector just mentioned. The off season is basically just upon us. We've we've got like four more months of it. So, of course, we'll be back uh, every week or every other week to update update all you guys on some roster news. But um, yeah, until then, thank you guys for listening and uh, have a happy Thanksgiving.